All right, welcome to Locked on Heat. The Heat get their, one of their biggest wins of the season on the road in a game that they stole despite some injuries. We'll tell you all about it next here on Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is a live edition of Locked on Heat, your daily podcast covering all things Miami. I'm Wes Goldberg here with David Rommel. Wherever you may be listening on YouTube, Odyssey, or Podcast app, thank you for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. And thank you to everybody tuning in for the live version of this post-game show. A huge win for the Miami Heat, beating the Sixers 101-96 to in Philadelphia. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. So here's here's basically the, the TLDR version of this, David. The Heat were down basically everybody. No Jimmy Butler. Right. had a bio. Uh, no Victor Oladipo, of course. No Caleb Martin because of protocols. Uh, I'm missing somebody in that, but they were basically just they, Tyler they were Hero. down. Tyler Hero, no, and no Tyler Hero because of the thigh contusion. Uh, and yet, with a starting lineup of Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson, Kyle Lowry, Dwayne Dedman, PJ Tucker, with relying on huge minutes off of Matt from Max Struess, Casey Alcala, Omer Yurtsevin off the bench, getting our first glimpse of two-way contract player uh, Marcus Garrett off the bench, um, our first look at him all season long. The Heat go into Philadelphia, beat a Sixers team that, yeah, they're without Ben Simmons, but they have Joel Embiid. They've got Tyrese Maxey playing at a high level. They've got Seth Curry playing on a high level. They've got Tybal, who just is a few days away from shutting down Steph Curry, of all people. Tobias Harris had a big game in this game. They've got their bench that's deep, uh, again, despite the Ben Simmons absence. But other than that, they're healthy. Uh, And Philadelphia is not a team that has been healthy for most of this season. And they were healthy in this game. The Heat were not. The Heat go up by 23 points at one point in this in this game, but then Philadelphia battles back at the end of the third quarter and into the fourth quarter. It gets down to basically a three-point game, but Miami just figures out a way to scratch, claw, without their scratchiest, their scratchiest and their clawiest dudes in Bam and Jimmy Butler and find a way to win this game. Right. Phenomenal performance. I cannot – I mean, I'm psyched up, to be honest with you. Screw the Sixers. The Sixers are an opportunistic bunch that will never go anywhere with that loser core of Embiid and Ben Simmons. They're going to blow up the roster at some point. I'm going in hot tonight. You know what? Embiid, that that fat opportunistic bastard, is just sitting out there like waiting passively for shots to fall. He doesn't do anything. He's got half the effort effort of like 31-year-old Dwayne Dedman, who was basically unplayable for the last two seasons. Uh, he got outplayed by Dwayne Dedman. I don't care. I, it's just yeah. a, a terrible matchup, and they just they were really, really lazy. Look, credit to Tyrese Maxey, who doesn't know he's playing for a loser franchise, and he actually kept Philadelphia under this game. Uh, other than that, you know what? Great game for Gabe Vincent. That's like the biggest takeaway here. He was phenomenal. Yeah. Great game. Look, I mean, they started off going to Duncan Robinson early on, finding him open looks. He was knocking those down. He was getting into his comfort zone there, mixing up the mid-range jumpers. He took two, like, within the first, what, five minutes of play or something like that? But mm-hmm. then Gabe Vincent taking over, hitting big shots all night long, just doing enough to carry Miami. I, I don't know. What a great win. This was almost it's, as it's fun as the Bucks were in a couple games. I wanted to ask you about that. Is this the biggest win of the season, all things considered, from Miami oh. on the road? 
none of your like every, every single star player out except for Kyle Lowry. The Heat had no business winning this game, and I think a lot of people might roll their eyes. And listen, I, in my notes, I said my the first way I wanted to tease this show, David, was the Heat stole this game, but not why, not because of the what you think. And I think a lot of people will say they stole this game because of the injuries, and they did steal this game. I know that they were yeah. up big. This was a stolen yeah. game. They were supposed to lose this game, um, but early on, it looked like they were going to steal this win with a bunch of three point shooting, right? Because they just they they made what eleven threes in the first half. Right. Uh, they were on pace to, I mean, they ended up shooting more than 40 as they have in this recent stretch. Um, and we really haven't, at least in my mind, one seen the Heat win a game just because of three ball, right? They, there's been games where they shoot the three well, but this is one of those games where like Duncan Robinson was hot, Gabe Vincent was making threes, PJ Tucker was like, everybody was just making shots in that first half. And I thought they were just going to just blow the doors off of Philadelphia just because of variance. And it, it turned out not to be that game. This was not a variance win for Miami. Again, I still don't think we've seen that variance win for the Heat yet this season. I think it, it, we're due for it eventually. But this was a game where the Heat won like they have kind of all season long, just being gritty at the end and, and yeah. executing well in crunch time in a way that their opponent couldn't. Good point. And, and look, I, I will give credit, some credit to Philadelphia for clawing their way back because that lead was 23 points. And to your, what you said uh, earlier yeah. – I thought they were walking away with this completely. I thought they were just going to blow the doors open and there was no chance for Philadelphia to come back. But they had to rest Kyle Lowry. They put yeah. too many Marcus Garris minutes from my liking. I love his defense, but offensively, he's yeah. as good. He's ba- as bad offensively as he is good defensively, which is not great. He was and, a minus four in eight minutes. That's yeah, that's hard to do. He can't run the offense. You're running the offense through Gabe Vincent. You had Max Struess, who was really being victimized defensively. And all of a sudden, my uh, yep. the Philadelphia 76ers were able to, again, get big shot after big shot. That's when Embiid finally lit up for a brief moment there. Maxi had his opportunities as well. As far as whether or not Miami stole this win or anything, yeah, they stole it, but they played mm-hmm. the way they're supposed to. Like you said, they, this was their brand of basketball. Gritting it out, next man up, they could possibly be in that locker room right now because they had these great opportunities. They are a locker room that loves when somebody else steps up and gets these moments. First it was Duncan. Then it was KZ Opala having yes. a huge block on Joel Embiid early yes. on. Then Gabe Vincent being big game babe, Gabe, just as he has all season long. They're so happy for that guy because – Despite what the Sixers broadcasters were saying about Gabe Vincent being a guy who's trying to, you know, claw his way onto a roster, he's earned it. He's at this level. This is his third year with Miami now, and he's finally having those big moments. And I couldn't be happier for him because I've been singing his praises all season long, and he's finally been, I think, showing the rest of the Heat fans what he could possibly do, not just defensively, yes. giving great and constant effort, but finding that shooting stroke that we were told when he was brought to the team that he was a shooter. Now we're finally starting to see it in bunches. Uh, I want to I want to do a deep dive into Gabe Vincent in a little bit here, but before we get to that, just a, a, a kind of recap of what I thought was a swing moment in the game. Uh, you go into yeah. halftime up fifty eight to forty nine. Uh, yeah. Duncan Robinson, Gabe Vincent combined for thirty two points in that first half. Both of them were again totaled eight for thirteen on threes. Really, the reason why Miami was able to kind of build a cushion in that first half anyway. Uh, and they were moving the ball well. Everything was good. I think they they assisted on all ten of their first made shots in the game. The first assist yeah. or, or the first shot that was unassisted was a, a Omar Yurtsevin tip in right, which doesn't count as an assist. So uh, they were moving the ball well all night, and, and you just love to see that synergy, that that chemistry with the team that was missing, you know, three of their top four players um, and three of their top four ball uh, shot creators uh, and playmakers, uh, nonetheless. But um, that nineteen point lead uh, goes down to nine. 
in the third quarter. Uh, and then uh, the Heat went back up by 23. And then that's when the Sixers, powered by Tyrese Maxey, who is nice, by the way. Uh, yeah. People don't know that already. Uh, the Sixers go on a 22-6 to run, take that 23-point lead down to 7. It goes back and forth a little bit more. Kyle Lowry, to your point, finally checks in in the nine-minute mark in the fourth quarter, which even at that point felt a little late, but you got to give yep. this guy some rest. Um, it's a four-point lead for Miami with 3.59 left. Um, that was the smallest lead that they had in the second half. Eventually, um, the Sixers get it back down, uh, get it tie the game on a Tobias Harris three oh. with a minute and 18 left. That was really tough. Just before that, Kyle Lowry split his free throws. It would have just been a two. The Heat would have maintained their lead. Instead, it's tied. I almost thought this thing was going to overtime um, because Miami just couldn't get a basket. Lowry misses a three on the other end. And here was the game-winning play. Denman gets the tip, right? Tips it out to Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent is actually credited with the offensive rebound. It's kind of a funny like play-by-play box score thing here. Right. Gabe Vincent is credited with the offensive rebound because Denman never had possession of it. And... The go-ahead three-pointer to give the Heat the lead with 39.2 seconds left. Da 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 da. da. Heat win the game. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And and a shame that Gabe Vincent's uh, three didn't count. That falling away three from like 40 <laughs> feet out because yeah. he stepped on the line. They ruled barely. Him back. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, like, they should have given it to him. Giving him the Gabe uh, Gabe Vincent rule. Just let him have all the threes. Yes. Uh, the Gabe screw Vincent that referee. Can do it yeah. 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 Absolutely. On a night like tonight, just let Gabe have whatever just he wants throughout there. Yeah. Look, Tobias Harris finding again his rhythm late in the game, like attacking Duncan Robinson. I, don't, I just like he, he he felt energized for the first time all game long, where he was just really like, oh, I'm, I've got Duncan on me. I'm going to go and attack him for the first time all game too. So that was. You know, how they managed to claw their way back. Yeah, Good recap by you there. I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about Kyle because, yes, I understand he had to be on the bench for some time. But even when he came back, he was a little sloppy with the ball. Do you think mm-hmm. these additional minutes without Jimmy, without Bam, without anybody else to really run the offense might be taking their toll on him a little bit? Uh, Yeah, they are. I just, the Heat don't have a choice. As well as Gabe Vincent has been playing in all these things, uh, the Heat don't have a choice. They have to play him a bunch of minutes. And just getting him three minutes at the, or whatever, yeah, three minutes at the beginning of the fourth quarter, Yeah, that matters. Like, even that matters. You think Spolster – like, Spolster knew what was going on there. He knew yeah. the Sixers were making their run. He's like, I yeah. got to get this guy a breather, even if yeah. it's just three minutes. Um, he would have preferred to play him the entire fourth quarter, but you just can't do it with a 35-year-old. Um, I don't know what uh, – this is why the Heat need to win these kinds of games now. Right, yep. because these are winnable games. Stole a, a stolen game, nonetheless, but a winnable game because of the way you performed in that first half. You got to get the win here. These games matter, and then maybe by the end of the season, you can get Kyle Lowry some rest when Jimmy and Bam are healthy and things like that. Um, all right, we've we've hinted enough at the big Gabe Vincent thing. I think he's big. I think he's ready for a bigger role in the on the Miami Heat. I think that much has been made clear, not just by this game, but by his recent stretch of games and all the work he's putting in behind the scenes. I'll tell you why next, but David, first, tell the listeners about Prize Picks. Well, today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Daily fantasy made easy, and easy is really what they're all about. As fantasy props and pickups get more popular, Prize Picks is making it easy for you to get involved. They do that with the best NBA DFS prop game on the market, offering more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator. They included the Prize Picks power play. That's how it works. Predict the over under on a player's fantasy production, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected fantasy totals. If you're a total sports junkie, Prize Picks even allows mixed sports entries. For example, you can take the over 
on LeBron's score combined with the under on Patrick Mahomes and the same entry. And when you use the promo code NBA, you'll get 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. Again, just use the promo code NBA. Do it all using the award-winning app on the Apple App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Plus, Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. And thanks to everybody who is commenting in the chats here on our live postgame show. Keep sending questions into that chat right now. We will get to your questions later on. Uh, But now the professor is here. I got my bow tie. I got my glasses here. And it's time for player grades. And we got to start with Gabe Vincent. This one's obvious, David. It's an A+. It's an A+. I can add, you know, let's add a couple more pluses here. Let's let's do a... Let's let's flip that A upside down. It's a V plus for V for Vincent. That looks like a Y, nice. but whatever. You know what I you know what I mean. Um, I Gabe Vincent. Look, we could do we the points, the assists, everything like that. Look, there were some moments that I still didn't love from Gabe Vincent. I just want to get this out of the way, but it's worth making a note of. A couple back to back turnovers in the first half that helped Philadelphia get back into the game. A turnover late that was very costly that resulted in I believe a Philadelphia three pointer, but certainly a basket that just continued to eat into Miami's lead. Um, that stuff he needs to expunge from his game is these these costly, uh, bad timing turnovers. He ended up with five turnovers tonight. Kyle Lowry had six turnovers. That's a whole other thing. I don't really want to do a Kyle Lowry thing right now. I'm just, I want to hang on game. Vincent. Focus on game, um, yeah. Yeah, but five out of 16 turnovers is not the ratio you want, even from a point guard who's basically playing off guard for a lot of the game. All right, that out of the way. That's the one negative thing here. Gabe Vincent, 26 points, 8 for 16 shooting, 7 for 12 from three-point range, three assists, two rebounds, a team high, plus 21. He was the best player on the floor for Miami tonight. He has been one of their best players on the floor for the last several games for the Heat. Uh, I know that he's getting a lot of playing time. He's in this starting lineup because of the injuries. I'm not arguing that Kyle Lowry needs to be a starter. I am arguing that right now, based on what we've seen, we know the defense is there. Right. The defense has always been there with him. It's always been a matter of does that three point shot come around? And now he's making those half court falling away over and back. Gabe Vincent threes. He's making shots when it matters. He's doing it from the corners. He's doing it from above the break. He's doing it from the top of the key. He's got a nice little mid range game. He's diving for loose balls. He's got all that hustle stuff that that Miami Heat uh, coaches love. Uh, I, I, I think the Heat have clearly found their backup point guard. And I Tyler Hero is the sixth man. Gabe Vincent is the seventh man now, in my mind. And that's even with Caleb Martin. I, I don't know. Caleb Martin's been great, too. But Gabe Vincent deserves regular minutes every single night when this team is fully healthy. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think he can run the offense in spurts. You can mix him out there with either Tyler Hero or Kyle Lowry. So he can play off ball to some degree because of his shot-making ability. So I, I think he should continue to get more playing time, even once Victor Oladipo makes his return, regardless of what kind of shape Victor is, regardless of when Tyler Hero makes his comeback. Look, right now, he's obviously playing too much. No way in hell that Gabe gets 35 minutes down the stretch. But without Jimmy, without uh, uh, Victor, without Tyler, you go to a guy who can run the offense in spurts. And look, I think he was being asked to do too much. You pointed out those turnovers before, a small uh, blemish on an otherwise really fantastic night from him. 
But I think it's just indicative of the fact that he's being asked to do a little bit too much. He is undersized. Look, a guy like Maxi without reach is going to be able to pick his pocket on occasion. We saw it. Uh, you know, if it's the right matchup, then Vincent can take advantage of it, and maybe he'll be able to protect the ball a little bit more. But he got a little careless. He was trying to do a lot. They, you know, they're a good defensive team by and large. Uh, they, maybe that wasn't evident for most of the night, but Philadelphia is a pretty solid team. But regardless, as far as his playing time, I think you absolutely have to go to Vincent down the stretch. I think he's going to be a great player. Look, he's not going to get those clutch minutes over Tyler. He's not going to be the better shooter over Duncan, but he fills a void. You've been talking about this for a big part of the season, getting another yeah. ball handler, another player who can make offense for others. Uh, I think he fits that role pretty well. So, I mean, yes. regardless of what you get from Victor, et cetera, you're getting solid, consistent play out of Gabe Vincent. He absolutely has earned the opportunity. Carlo Emanuel writes, Gabe has those Fred Van Vliet vibes. I like Ooh. that as a comp. I don't mind that as a comp. We know what he can do defensively. He's a little short in stature, but makes up for it for the way he plays, with the physical nature with which he plays. And he's the got dude heart. is an efficient, he's got heart, and he, he kind of scores in an efficient manner, right? He's going to get to the basket. He's going to make threes. He's not going to mess around in the mid-range a whole lot. You know, you'll see Gabe Vincent take a mid-range jumper here and there, but most of the, most of his stuff is at the rim or at, at the three-point line. So uh, I like that as a comp. Um, keep sending those comments in here on the post the live post-game show. Um, yeah, this has now made it so that even a name like John Wall, if that became available, is not something I'm very interested in for Ooh. Miami. I think if you're going to use that open roster spot, you bet you're better off allocating that to another wing. I still think even with Victor Oladipo coming back, you can never have enough wings in the league. I still think they're one more long, veteran, kind of savvy wing uh, short. Even when you end up promoting Caleb Ro- uh, Martin to the to the 15-man right. roster, I think there's there might need to be a way to go ahead and find another perimeter guy. But right now, I just is it with everybody that that playing. Apollo, I mean, yeah, that's the that thing. It's like it, it, maybe it could. Maybe it could. I don't know. I don't. I, I still was, like. I like great. the idea of getting a veteran one, but we'll I get see. you. I look. I, I look. I think at this point he's been through enough between the bubble, between his on and off experiences, between the fact that he has just been able to slowly toil away there. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I've never been a big proponent of throwing that guy out into the fire and seeing what happens because we saw this from Yurt Seven. He struggled when he was getting those opportunities. We've seen this from KZ over the first two and a half years of his NBA career, but he's just slowly starting to get more and more mm-hmm. effective. Like, I know he struggled in the last game to some degree. Everybody else in the roster did too. But tonight, had those big blocks. Bringing the ball up, Opala Pippen, I mean, he was just incredible as a point forward. I didn't think he was I didn't think he was capable of doing that, but he seems like he was a little bit more under control. Really, really solid from that night from him. I know we're not giving him a player grade necessarily, no. but... Uh, I mean, that's it. I, I mean, I he like, gets... Yeah. 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 Solid. Solid is his grade. Let's move on to Duncan Robinson. He gets a happy face. I'm just happy for Duncan Robinson tonight, man. Obviously, that's terrifying, Wes. That's not happy. This was that's, a, that's, that was not. Right? That was like Cheshire Cat looking. I don't know. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, he's I'm not happy. That's the tonight. whole thing. Yeah, I don't know what that is. That's it's not a happy spot. This. Yeah. It's, uh, that's like, uh, okay. Duncan Robinson, 21 points, 6 for 16 from the field, 4 for 11 from three-point range. I know the shot didn't go in in the second half. I don't care. Let's not get greedy right now with Duncan Robinson. It was going in in the first half. Big reason why Miami had that cushion uh, early on that they needed to win this game, obviously. Uh, Duncan Robinson, here's why he's the, the smiley face. He can hang his head or he can hang his head high, hold his head high after this game because of the threes. What he did defensively in this game, David, when he I came back in the fourth, incredible, uh, comes back in the fourth, he gets a, a, a block and then a strip that led to back to back on back to back possessions, a block on one yep. possession and then a strip on the other one that led yep. to back to back PJ Tucker threes from the corner that put the heat up nine points midway through that fourth. 
those are some of those big plays that you need in the middle in a in a in a back and forth game, which it was in that second half. That's what you need. Duncan Robinson gave it to you. For everybody saying he needs to add stuff to his game, he took two mid-range shots in that first half. Now, one of them was sort of a, a, a wonky offensive rebound. Let's just put it up really quick. But whatever. He took like two mid-range shots the entire season up until tonight. Uh, that's not really the reason why I'm giving him a happy face. I just thought he just did it everywhere. He's doing stuff defensively. He's yep. driving to the hoop regularly, attacking closeouts. Yep. He's got that three ball uh, going. That was Duncan Robinson the way we need to see him. Eight rebounds. Three assists, two of five from the mid-range. He was trying to do a little bit more today, and I think it was just a phenomenal – again, I've been using the word phenomenal a whole hell of a lot tonight, but that's just the vibe I'm getting from this because everybody was stepping up, and I think Duncan, despite all the critics, despite everybody wondering what you know what's going on with Duncan, uh, where's, where's his shot, all this stuff, and whether or not he needs to be benched in favor of Tyler Hero or anybody else, trade Duncan mm-hmm. Robinson, which isn't likely to happen, as we've talked about a number of times. He's just – He's just a really good player, and he creates opportunities for others. And that playmaking was there that we haven't seen. He had that nice – was it? I, I, I think he had a pass where he drove to the lane, and then yep. he found Dwayne Dedman cutting along the baseline. He made a yep. really sharp pass to him. That's playmaking that we haven't seen. He's just continuing to expand his game. And we always knew he had the potential. Spo has always talked to it, talked about it to us when we've asked him about it before. He's just He likes the versatility. He likes what Duncan can do. And as we pointed out also – Duncan's brought in there to shoot. That's his forte. That's his strength. Mm-hmm. You rely on that. But it's nice that he's able to find his spots a little bit more carefully now. He was setting things up offensively. And to your point, I think Struis was getting roasted defensively in that fourth quarter, a big part of where they were able to cut the game. Well, I think they were able to tie it up at that point. And then once they brought Duncan back in there, it seemed like all of a sudden – making good plays again defensively. I think he was the difference maker there. I think he was completely feeling his confidence for compared to where he was three weeks ago, where everybody was questioning the body language and he looked lost out there, et cetera. This is a completely different version of him. And I think this is the best version that we'll see moving forward from now on. Quickly. I want to do Dwayne Dedman. He gets an a, just a solid 30 a right here for Dwayne Dedman. Uh, Quickly the box score on Dedman, but that doesn't even begin to tell the story, but for 10 points on, Five of eight shooting, 14 rebounds, five assists, two steals. That dude was doing everything. There was a playmaking element to Deadman's game, which has been very underrated, I think, this season. Like his his ability to kick out on the pick, uh, rolling out of the pick and roll is a really quiet part of his game that has been really valuable to Miami. It leads to PJ Tucker threes, Gabe Vincent threes, uh, Duncan Robinson threes all the time, not just tonight. Um, but the other, the, the most, his job was to go toe-to-toe with Joel Embiid tonight. Joel Embiid, 17 points on 5-for-13 shooting, 14 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, and a block. Um, just a fine game for Joel Embiid. If you can keep Embiid to fine, mm-hmm. then you win, right? Because now you're forcing guys like Tyrese Maxey with 27 points, Tobias Harris, 24 points. Like Those guys now do, need to win you a game, but Philadelphia's bench didn't give them much tonight. They weren't getting much from their backcourt tonight other than Maxey. Um, but Deadman, it starts with him just going straight up on Embiid, not allowing Embiid to get to the line a ton. And he went six for six from the free throw line. That's about below average for him. Uh, and he, most importantly, holds Joel Embiid scoreless, him and the rest of the Heat, mostly Deadman, holding Joel Embiid scoreless for the final 14 or 15 minutes of that game without him doing that, without that solid, sturdy defense from Deadman, the Heat do not win this game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, just his, his physicality, willing to just put pressure on Embiid, matching him pound for pound, doing his best, or not pound for pound necessarily, but in terms of overall effort, making up for the disparity in weight and strength. Deadman just played a great game. Like, I think yep. 
despite the statistical difference being in Embiid's favor, I think he totally outplayed Joel Embiid. And this is, mm. I mean, I know this is Embiid who had rib soreness, who took a sweet, a weird fall late in the game where he stepped on Kyle Lowry's ass and rolled his ankle. Somehow, I, I think Deadman still wound up outplaying him, matching him rebound for rebound, having the same number of assists, just shy of his scoring total there. Great game from Deadman. I, I just, I am continuously impressed by what a turnaround we've seen from Dwayne Deadman. Miami's ability to find these guys off the so-called scrap heap. Again, this is a guy who was basically sitting in between Atlanta and Sacramento and just not playing at all. And he winds up coming back and being an impactful player after a year with Miami. Just a great, great, great move from the Heat. And he's continued to grow and improve and become a better playmaker, even in Bam's absence. So I've mentioned Tyrese Maxey's name a couple of times here. The Heat actually had an opportunity to, opportunity to draft Tyrese Maxey in the Precious Achua draft. I want to talk about what that could have done for Miami and maybe change some things, change the complete future, the path of this Heat team next. But first, David, tell the listeners about Truebill. Oh, true, Bill. I love it. Uh, do you know why free trials renew without your consent, Wes? Because it's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download the Truebill app to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about, like The Athletic or something else like that. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. They save you so much money. They've had over 2 million users, and it's helped save them over $100 million. You could be next. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Go to Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Again, that's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. by the way, David, just subscribe to westgoldberg.substack.com. That's that's free. You don't have to worry about that. Even if you forget about it, you never have to worry about getting charged for it. Um, all right. Uh, thanks to everybody who has left comments in the live chat here on our live post-game show. We really do appreciate it. Uh, let's get to a question here from, and let's go ahead and find it, which is great radio. Here it is. Uh Teru writes in, imagine if we had drafted Tyrese Maxey over Precious Achua. Well, let's go ahead and do that, David. Let's imagine it. How would things have been different? I've seen this comment kind of all over the place this season because Maxey's had a great year for Philly. Um, I don't know. Like, if hypothetically the Heat draft Maxey, and all the reports out of Philadelphia, even when Maxey was a rookie, he wasn't doing this, but everything from the beat guys, everything that everybody reporting on Philadelphia said, they love this guy. They love this guy, and they believe he's going to be a star. They were not including him in Ben Simmons' trade packages. They were not going to do any of that as, a, as part of a deal. They, they're all in on this guy, and I think for the most part, they saw this coming. So reason would lead you to believe that the Heat would have seen that too if, he were, if they drafted him and he were a rookie on this team. And so maybe they don't make the Kyle Lowry deal. That's kind of where I'm going with this. Do you do you think that that would be would have been the case, or do you just say, "Hey, Jimmy Butler is this amount of years old. We have a, an opportunity to go get PJ Tucker and be really kind of lean into being a veteran team here. Uh, let's go ahead and just move Maxi for uh, Kyle Lowry." Or would he have been more Tyler Hero, sort of untouchable, 
than was Precious Achua and just sort of a throw-in in a sign-and-trade? That's a really good question. So, I, I mean, are you wondering whether or not if they had drafted Maxi, whether they would have bo- bothered to even try to acquire Lowry? Because I think, I, I think Lowry wanted to be a Heat player for so long, and obviously he's been a, a you know on Miami's radar for years. My feeling is that they probably would have continued anyway, and that might have been one of the bigger what ifs in NBA history there. Because if they had just managed to keep Tyrese Maxey, let's say he would have he wouldn't have developed in the same way because I don't think he would have gotten the same opportunities last year. They would have continued going to Goran, even though he was a step slower, even though he was older and injured, et cetera. I don't know that he would have necessarily have gotten the chance that that Maxey did uh, last season with Philadelphia. But overall, I think they would still probably have tried to acquire uh, Lowry anyway. And then yeah. maybe you flip Hero or somebody else for maybe a, a proven guard. Maybe maybe with Maxi already in the fold, then you can go after, say, a Bradley Beal. That's maybe your mm. target then. You kind of move on. And look, we know that with Pat and the front office, there's always a plan B through Z. Uh, so I think that's probably where they would have gone. At least that's my feeling. I, look, I love Maxi. I know you're sort of spitballing right here, but um... – I, and I agree with you, this sort of was just sprung on us, which is sort of the spirit of the segment. But uh, I do wonder if like, if you have Maxi, do you just avoid the sign and trade route altogether and just try to sign Lowry outright into cap space and sort of forego some of these other moves that you were able to make? Do you let that Maybe. Duncan Robinson walk? Do you mm. just, you know, not go after a guy like PJ Tucker as cheap as he was relative to what I think the market thought he would be going for? Uh, I don't know. Um, but ultimately, I don't think it really matters long term people who would have rather have had Tyrese Maxey over Precious Achua Maxey's by far the better player than Achua and I think we could pretty clearly say that already but um I don't know I don't know if like the way that Gabe Vincent is playing off the bench all this stuff like what Maxey's doing this as a starter in Philadelphia gotta give credit to the Sixers coaching staff and all those things too um and and you've obviously got Tyler Hero kind of dominating that six-man role so I don't know I don't know it'd be interesting um, Adam, hey, what's up, Adam? Adam Borai writes in, Doc has to be on the hot seat soon. Do you think so? No, I don't. I, I mean, no. I, I think it makes sense, but I, I think they, they go out of their way to bring in uh, Doc. He's their guy now. They're going to be tested in the playoffs, and the Ben Simmons things have has thrown everything off kilter for the Sixers, so I don't think that's necessarily the issue there. But anyway, good question comes in from Carlo Manuel. Did you see this one here? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Dave and Wes, are you satisfied with how Yurt played tonight? What do you think he needs to improve on? What do you think? Uh, Satisfied might be overstating a little bit. I I think it's just more polish, more aggression overall. But he had moments there as a help side defender. That length is great. I I think he's he's, he's shown some improvement. So I think, uh, yeah, I'm liking it. We said he needed to be more aggressive. And then he comes out in this game, tries to go up hard for a dunk, falls on his backside, starts holding his back in pain. I texted you, and I was like, so much for being more aggressive. I guess that's what happens. Maybe not not that aggressive here. Not that aggressive. But as I pointed out, as I pointed out to you, though, that was just seconds after he'd taken a reverse layup for absolutely no reason whatsoever. It's like, you're seven feet tall. (laughs) That's true. You shouldn't be taking that. No. um, Satisfied? I don't know. I thought he gave them solid minutes. What was his plus minus tonight? I mean, he wasn't like a huge negative for them. He was a minus three. Not the end of the world. I mean, Struis was a minus 16. Garrett was a minus 4. Other than Akpala, the entire bench was sort of a negative for Miami. Uh, It wasn't the best performance. Um, I think what he needs to work on is, again, that that just being strong at the NBA level. We know he's big. We know that there are shades of that three-point shot, all that stuff that we saw in Summer League, all that great stuff. But he needs to just be big. Three rebounds tonight. He did have four assists, which was kind of nice. 
Um, I do think he's got good feel with the ball, right? And I think there is a, an opportunity for him to just sort of be a hub of offense in that low post, you know, the way that Bam is a little bit, um, not to that level, obviously, but in a similar sort of fashion, in a similar way that Dwayne Denman uh, evidently is. Uh, but yeah, he's got good ball skills. I think you continue to harness that and then continue to develop the, just the hand strength, the overall strength, playing with strength, playing with aggression, playing with control. All the stuff that we're talking about with Caleb Martin, for example, um, who's yeah. been able to show more signs of that lately. Um, all right. I think that's going to do it for our post-game show here, David. I think uh, thanks to everybody who submitted questions, who watched the show live and hung out with us for a half hour after the game. Really big heat win. Uh, we will have uh, recaps for you throughout the week. We'll have a mailbag later this week, I think, uh, and uh, continue to just give you great content. So if you're not subscribed onto the YouTube channel already, please do so. What are do you even so. doing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're watching this on YouTube. Um, and if you're listening to the audio version of this, thank you. Continue to download the podcast. But uh, you could have you know, hung out with us live in person. So we'll be doing these probably once a week, David, these live post-game shows, if you're not already familiar with them. Um, so just make sure to follow us on Twitter, at Lockdown Heat. Uh, Instagram at Locked on Heat. All that follow me uh, at WC Goldberg, David DRamil13 on Twitter. We'll keep you notified for when we're doing these. And of course, we'll tell you on the podcast when we're going to plan to do them too. So thanks to everybody who came on through. Thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, now make your second listen of the day Locked on Bets, your daily one stop shop for all of your gambling needs. David, thanks for joining me. Wrap it up, B. <laughs> I think that's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>